I wrote a VIP column for PJ Media yesterday, uh, and it was a message for Donald Trump. And the headline was, so long and thanks for all the judges. <laughs> He's got to go. Um, you know, I, I, I lost, I probably lost half my readership at Vodka Punted at, at PJ Media during 2015, early 2016, opposing Trump in the primaries. But I'm a party guy. Once he was the nominee, I, I got on board. It's what you do. And as president and as a campaigner, he surprised me in so many positive ways uh, on policy, on Supreme Court justices, on the, the, the judge confirmation machine that he and Mitch McConnell put together. Um, really, up until he got snookered by Fauci and uh, some other people on COVID, I thought he was a hell of a conservative president, certainly the best since Ronald Reagan. Um, and getting burned so badly in 2020 in that awful election, um, he's toxic now. He is absolutely toxic. Do you realize that in elections since 2018, Trump is zero and four. He lost he lost the House in 2018. He lost the White House in 2020. He lost the Senate in the special Georgia election in January of 2021. And he could be 0 and five if his man Herschel Walker loses the uh, Georgia runoff in uh, in December. They, they've moved it up. It's in December now. December 6th. Um, the, the, the guy is toxic. And as somebody who wants to win, uh, you know, you know what Donald Trump did here in Colorado? We had uh, John O'Day was our Republican candidate for Senate up against uh, Michael Bennett, who's just an empty suit, just the absolutely worthless rubber stamp for uh, for Chuck Schumer and, and, and Biden. And before that, Obama. Um, Trump came out before the election against John O'Day because John O'Day wasn't a Trump Republican. And then on election night, when O'Day lost, and by the way, Trump is the de facto party head of the of the GOP, and he trashed the Republican nominee here in Colorado for, for the United States Senate. And on election night, when O'Day lost, the first thing uh, Trump tweeted, or whatever they call it on uh, Truth Social, Truth is, Social. Uh, is, uh, is his own network there. He said, John O'Day lost big. Make America great again. Well, thank you, Mr. Former President, for insulting every conservative and every Republican who did what we could against almost impossible odds for John O'Day. That is not worthy of a party leader. That's not that's not worthy of a former president. And every criticism that I laid at Donald Trump during 2015, 2016 has come back to light. I appreciate what he did as uh, as president up until covid but uh, uh, Mr. Trump, and by the way, I'm not blaming all the election losses on him. There's there's plenty no. of blame to go around. So don't get me wrong on that. This is not pinnable on on one man. But Trump's behavior is just toxic for this party, and he needs to to ride off into the sunset now. It's he's he's done. And frankly, he's got great uh, legacy, like you said. I mean, he he kind of squandered yes. a prime opportunity after the 2020 election uh, for, you know, for the referee to essentially raise his hand and say, OK, you lost the election, but winner and still champion of one of the best administrations in Republican recent memory. I mean, look at the, the lineup of federal judges, not just on the Supreme Court. Look at the accomplishments with regard to how he smacked down Korea. Look at how he dealt with Iran. Yes. Look at, you know, there were so many yes. great things policy wise about the Trump administration. And, that wouldn't and have happened by, under any other president. Yes. And by not by not stepping out of the ring gracefully, he's he is 
you know, rehashing over and over the 2020 election when he should be writing his memoirs and celebrating and setting, you know, if he wants to set the agenda, write your memoirs and say, how did you do this? How did you accomplish the things you accomplished without engaging in, you know, acrimonious kind of stuff. Now, that said, I don't like Steve. I don't think Trump was responsible, despite what the media may say. And now Republicans biting each other in the back are saying, uh, you know, well, he picked this nominee. He picked that nominee. He didn't do it alone. (laughs) He didn't do it alone. So, you know, even if he was in favor of a particular person who lost the election. And then the other thing is you look at it, you go, okay, yeah, Oz lost to Fetterman in Pennsylvania, but it was a tight race among two basically unproven. I mean, Fetterman used to be mayor of Braddock, and and when you're Which a is, lieutenant, it, 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 yeah, I, I, think, I think they call that new Fallujah now. The town's such a wreck. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not a great uh, little. It's and and it wasn't his fault that it was not a great town, but he just didn't. It's a small town. He did nothing to fix it, but. That was a close race under anybody's terms, but to then turn around and say, oh, well, it would have made a 4% or 2% difference if Trump hadn't been involved in it, maybe maybe not. Republicans, uh, as usual, will not be engaged in deep introspection or reform as a result of what happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will be, um, because as far as I'm concerned, losers make excuses and winners make changes. Uh, but, um, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that, uh, look, I'm not, I'm not even saying necessarily affected the outcome of the Fetterman election, but the fact that 700,000 people is my understanding had already voted prior to that debate is an indication to me that that early voting system is, is just plain bad for the country, but we've already had that discussion. Now, what what Megan Kelly said on, on the Daily Wire thing is is that he is the he's the only guy out there that generates that kind of enthusiasm, that that support is narrower than I think yeah, a lot of people support him thinks, but 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 he is the he packs he packs a re he's the only he's the only Republican who who generates that kind of enthusiasm, and so what do you do? About that, well, I you think know, he's at risk what of becoming you, the Beto O'Rourke of the Republican Party. Well, I you certainly can make that case, right? I think, look, just from a personal point of view, any time that virtually any human being who loses the race for president of the United States is essentially destroyed by it. The closer it is, the more they're destroyed by it. Take Al Gore, for example. And in this particular case, no matter what you may say about, about you and I have different opinions about big opinions, difference about what actually happened on the night of 2020. But I think the one thing that nobody can deny on 2020 was that the Hunter Biden laptop story was actively suppressed by, by the tech giants and that the exit polling of people who came out and said, if I'd known about the Hunter Biden thing, I would have changed my vote. So to lose under those circumstances, right? To, to lose under those circumstances, that is I, practically unbearable. I know all of my life comes down to Gator football, but i just give you one more thing just so you understand because something I can connect to, okay? Completely different game now, although I think it was still probably Florida State. We were 0-10 or something like that, and we had a chance to win this one game, and we – how did this work? Yes. So there was a, there was a, a player on the other team. Our quarterback threw the ball. It bounced off the ground, low into his arms, and they ruled that an interception. Mm. They ruled it as a catch. Yeah, and and on 
and on um, the TV station in Gainesville for the next four months, the station ID was nothing but slow motion of watching the football <laughs> hit the ground, bounce up into this guy's arms, right? And yeah. then and then run in for the touchdown, right? Move it's on. like, yeah. That was, yeah, well, no, that was, it wasn't move on. It was like, yep. that was stolen from us, right? It's hard to move on from that kind it of is. thing. Very hard. And when you got a guy who's that competitive, you know, to think, to think that but, all of, to think that that, I, look, but we're not talking about a football game. We're, we're talking about no, no, four elections I, in a row now where yeah. his brand has proven so toxic that we're, we're, we're getting killed out there. And you know what? There's been so much losing. I'm tired of all the losing. Well, there, now there's something to be said for that because Br Trump's brand prior to 2016 was he's the winner, yeah. right? He's, he wins. It's what he does. He's, he wins. Yeah. And he won 2016. Thank God, because Hillary was going to rob the nation blind. And I still believe Trump was the only Republican that year who could have won. So, Again, this is just stuff that I said that that night, but a, a couple nights ago. The thing that people love about Trump is that nobody can tell him what to do, and the thing that people hate <laughs> yeah. about Trump is that no one can tell him what to do. Yes, and so and so, look, there's no denying the effect he has on on tens of millions of Americans, the positive effect that he yeah. has on tens of millions of Americans, because they believe that he is outside the system and that he is essentially uncorruptible because he doesn't need the job. He, Joe Biden's worth $100 million. Trump, Trump took a big pay cut to be president of the United States, right? That that belief in him as a, as a guy who has got no reason to do this other than because he's really worried about the country is, is motivating. It's powerful. T yeah, tens of millions of people. So, so to cut that loose. Not, I'm not. You notice I didn't say to cut him loose. I said to cut that loose. Right? Is is not something that we can afford to do. What we have to do is we have to we have to we have to find out what that essence of of the of what that essence is that is independent of him as a person. What is it that people Trumpism love about him? Trump. What is it about him? Right. And if you and if you come out and say populism without Trump, then you've just lost the most enthusiastic half of the Republican Party. And I don't think you can do that that way. I agree with you in terms of the problems and, and I agree with you, the toxicity, all of that. But you can't just say beat it. Right. Because there are no, there are because a huge percentage of the American population believes that this guy came in and saved the country. And I'm one of those people. Right. I'm one of them. I think he absolutely did. You, we, we both. All three of us agree on this. We agree that Hillary would have been a catastrophe. We agree that Trump was the only guy who could fight back on her level and that his actual presidency was astonishing, astonishing, right? Astonishing. So so how do we resolve this problem? You know, that's, how that's, do we resolve that, it? That is the problem because uh, he won't play. It's It's... It's, it's since 2020, it's been me. I mean, he's always been a me, 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 me guy, but he, he used to be able to to play the part of party leader and he refuses to play that part anymore. Uh, if well, you're not a Trump Republican, you are you are dead to him and it's tearing the party apart, Bill. And the fact that, Steve, uh, as you pointed out, you know, uh, slamming our, our own guy, so to speak, um, you know, uh, and going after a guy that so many Republicans voted for, 
he he also made an intentional effort to step on the midterm elections by teasing his meeting on the 15th, I think he said it was going to be, that he was going to announce and, and very strongly yeah. implying he was going to announce his run for the presidency. I'm like, he just exercises bad judgment. Um, years and years ago, I interviewed a great football coach. And one of the things that he told me was, when we win, the boys did it. When we lose, it's my fault. And Correct. that is that's, a sense of... Ex- uh, well, I just finished reading a book called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and uh, Leif Babin, who were um, SEALs. Um, and uh, now they're consultants that teach businesses how to use this kind of idea of extreme ownership, never blame anybody else, never whine, develop the plan, move forward. Um, and you just never get the sense of extreme ownership from... President Trump. You get the sense of even the people he hired who turned on him, well, you know, they were they were corrupt from the beginning. Like he can't, he can never take responsibility and go, you know what? I hired that guy. I didn't manage him well. I had to let him go. I learned this lesson from it. And going forward, I'm going to make a better choice as a result of that. It's Talk always about somebody trust. else's. Yeah. It's, it's always someone else's fault when things don't go well for him. Now, many things went well for him. <laughs> And, yeah. and frankly, he should be credited with those things, but he should also be smart enough to spread the credit around and say, you know, I could not have done that without my friends in the Senate. I could not have done that without the guys in Texas or, or Connecticut or wherever the people were who helped him in that process. So he's never sharing the 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 praise and he's always rebuffing the blame and pouring it out on other people, often on his own team. That doesn't build a long-term legacy and frankly squanders a great opportunity to promulgate the good things that he did do throughout the party. Yeah. So what I'm saying here is I don't disagree with any of that, right? I don't disagree with any of that. The reason that he that he ran, the reason that he won, and the reason that he that he was such a good president was because he had the overwhelming ego necessary to fly in the face of the pop culture, to basically call the press out, to call them all out, to basically say, you know, screw all you people. He had the, he had the, the the whole thing started when he said there are these illegal aliens or numbers of illegal aliens coming to this country who are murderers and criminals. That was the first time he hit the national scene in the 2016 election, the run up to the election. Right. And he said what everybody knew to be true. And he said it and he was, and he was immediately vilified. So there we go. Right. So, Granted, all of this stuff. Granted, he is—he is who he is. He's—he is. His great strength was his unbelievable ego because it gave him the skin, the thickness of hide necessary to fight this fight. And his great weakness is this also. And so here we are. So if we're going to talk about if we're going to talk about what do we practically do to win elections going forward, right? We have to figure out a way to to. We have to figure out a way to. To capture, I'm not staying even steal it from him. We have to figure out a way to capture the essence of what he's doing. And we have to work with Trump as Trump is. We can't, I don't think you can just say, you know, piss on you. Because because if you do that, you're going to lose an enormous section of the Republican Party. There has to be a way. I'm not saying, look, and and by the way, I'm not naive enough to say that the way necessary is that he's going to change. He's not going to change. He is who he is. It's not going to change. It's not going to change, period. So the the problem is, what do you do to bring bring that enthusiasm and that level of, of, of fire and belief? How do you keep that 
with the knowledge that he's not going to help you do it. As it's, a matter of fact, he's probably going to do everything he can to hurt you do it. It's yeah, a challenge there's gonna, because there's going to have to be a thinking, primary fight. Yeah, it, can you think of, and I'm, I'm straining now to think of somebody, uh, any president going back 50 years who, after they left office, were the de facto leader of the party? Um, and, Barack Obama. And in particular, no. No, he's he's virtually vanished from the scene. He's making movies. He's not the de facto leader of the Democrats. Um, he 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 rode off into the sunset, and he's doing his own thing. And and especially if you take somebody who won, who had only one term in office, and then somehow maintained that position. Now I'm with Steve on the sense of I'm not saying you know, fire Donald Trump. Uh, there are a lot of people who are loyal to them. I think he can be constructive in the process, but I do think we need to find ways to raise up leadership that builds on his legacy without denigrating the man and and moving forward yeah. with a stronger party that does have coattails, that does go beyond the the personality of one man. And, and I would argue in some senses, Bill, you're right. He was thick-skinned. But I think he was one of the most thin-skinned politicians I've ever seen in other ways. Granted, um, yeah, yeah no, I agree. It's a weird I just combination. Watched it, absolutely, I agree just watched an interview combination. Yeah, with a guy who I, when I ran for local office, who I defeated twice uh, in the Republican Party in, in primaries, and who has since run for office several times. Well, I just found out the other night that he was running for state senator. Again, he's trying to get elected to some office. Uh, he used to be the chairman of the county Republican Party, okay? And they showed a clip on the news. He lost again. And they showed a clip on the news of him in the debate with his young Democrat opponent. And he, in the middle of this debate, turned to his opponent and said, you have been sending out negative mailers about me that accuse me of being a racist, and I think you should apologize for that. And I thought, you idiot, you just turned to your opponent and said, hey, would you like to talk about the <laughs> negative accusations you've been making about me here on this debate that I was a racist? And the Democrat picked it up and ran with it and of said, oh, yeah, well, here's he why. <laughs> and I thought, this is why this man lost to me and then lost to me and then lost to the next guy and the next guy and just lost again on Tuesday because he can't overlook a slight. He can't move beyond an insult. He's so caught up in himself that he thinks it's about him and it's not. It's about, it's about the voters and what they need. 